ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from New York, New York, it's the Hollywood Godfather Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Gianni Russo, Patrick Piccarelli, and Megan Harad. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and guess what? We're ready for another Hollywood Godfather Podcast, bringing you all of the updates, all the scandals, all the gossip that we have vetted out, and we're going to let you know if it's true or not. Pat, welcome. Megan, How are you doing, guys? Megan, welcome. Hello, everybody. Everybody's good? That's excellent. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on uh, with this uh, this Ronan Farrow book, Catch and Kill. Right. I mean, it's getting it's getting a lot of press, but what really surprised me was the charges that are leveled against Matt Lauer, the former co-host of the Today Show. I mean, they're accusing this guy of forcible rape. It's a, a class A felony. It's a, it's a twenty years bit, you know. And the the woman who the press, you know, any time a, a woman or anybody is a victim of a sex crime. Uh, their name is not released by the police department or the press unless the victim wants to come forward. And in this case, she wanted to come forward. She's a former uh, assistant or associate producer for, for the Today Show, and she's alleging forcible anal rape. Anal? Yes. That, doesn't that carry even a bigger charge? No. Oh. Well, that's a sodomy. But it's, that's it's, a sodomy, still, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but still, it's 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 forcible rape. It's sodomy. Yeah, it's still, except it carries the same sentence. That's what she's alleging. And, uh, I mean, some of the people that I was talking to that aren't privy to the law say, well, why isn't this guy at least being taken down and being questioned, uh, let alone uh, not being charged? And the way the story reads, I mean, I didn't read the book. The book hadn't been released at the time. I don't think it's been released yet. I don't know. But uh, she had a relationship, a consensual relationship after she's alleging this rape. Right. Now, that's not to say she, that's not to say she wasn't raped. Uh, I'll assume she's, she's uh, telling the truth. Well, my understanding but, about uh, that, because I did some research, too, with all of this going on, is that he threatened her that she'd lose her job. Right. And she stayed right. in this relationship just because... In fear of that. In fear that he was going to, you know, get her fired. Right. Well, that's, well, that's, that's why I, I assume she stayed in a, in a, what he terms a consensual relationship, but obviously wasn't. She was doing it uh, by force. You know, uh, do this with me or you'll lose your job. But... Well, I have that, I've some, had that happen to me by some sex ex-girlfriends who wanted me to continue to have sex with them even though we broke up. Because I was taking care of them, so that I know what that happens. Did they happens. threaten you? They threatened me. Really? Oh, okay, what happens? I'm all teasing. The, happens all the time. Kidding! <laughs> I'm kidding! I'm kidding! Gotcha. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the so point, but the point is, you know, looking at it from the prosecutor's point of view, he's got to put this alleged victim, and it's all always alleged, right. uh, on on the stand. And any defense attorney who graduated law school yesterday would tear this woman apart. Uh, saying, you know, if you continue to have a relationship, she's going to counter with, well, he forced me to. She's, you know, he'll say, why don't you just pick up the phone and call the police? Is, is, a, is a job that, that important to you that you're going to uh, submit to this guy under threats every single time? And if that's the case, why are you coming forward now? Right. You know, it's just from a prosecutor's point of view, it's a bad case. Uh, prosecutors take cases 
uh, not because of the charge, but because of the, uh, you know, can they win the case? If, if they don't have a, a possibility of winning, they're not going to take it. And that's what I feel happened here. And it's now it's, it's uh, weeks after the, uh, this came to the forefront, and you're not going to hear a peep out of the police or the prosecutor. They're going to leave this alone. Mm. But you know what I found out? This kid, I I really, you know, I never knew about him. I knew there were so many rumors. Uh, Most of our audience don't even realize that. He was conceived on my block. Talk about Ronan Farrow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and, and number 149, they bought the townhouse, Sinatra and me, when they were together. And uh, we obviously know he doesn't look like his stepfather. Woody Woody Allen. Woody Allen. (laughs) But he looks like Frank. I guess that's fortunate, yeah. He, yeah. he, would have, he would have probably hung himself by this time if that was the case. <laughs> but you know, I, I didn't realize the pressure he was under, though. When he went public with this the first time, I forgot what news network he was with. Even the he networks. Went to NBC. But the networks went after him. And they were trying to blackball him in the industry. And the kids well, stood up to you it. Do. <laughs> you know, this is, this is the real world. I mean, he goes to NBC with a horrendous allegation against this their, their star at NBC. Uh, they didn't want to do this story for obvious reasons. Right. Their, their excuse now is, when all this came to light, is that he, he didn't have enough proof and they wouldn't uh, run the story because he lacked sources. Mm. And obviously, he goes to... Uh, who did he go to uh, that, that, that finally uh, published this story? Was it CNN? Oh no! He no, won, no, he, no! It, it was a uh, print story. Yeah, no, in it, fact, he, he won the Pulitzer Prize for it. it was for the, the, yeah, for the Harvey Weinstein, bringing up the Harvey yeah. Weinstein yeah. allegations. It was the New Yorker. Oh, the New Yorker. Okay. Yeah, okay, the New Yorker. Uh, but uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein wielded a, a, a lots of uh, power. Right. And at the time, no one knew anything. Well, everybody knew it within the industry, I guess. But he said, you know, I want to keep this on a download. Don't print this story. That's the allegation that Ronan Farrow is alleging against NBC. Oh. That, uh, that they were influenced by, by Weinstein and, and, and his people. That's why they didn't do it. I tend to huh. believe that. I do, too. And knowing, yeah. knowing Harvey Weinstein as long as I do... I believe. I mean, I. I mean, uh, Matt Lauder is so confusing to me because the guy's a good-looking guy. He's very charming. I mean, That's I understand that Harvey Weinstein has to rape people. Who's going to go and look? He looks like a gorilla. Is he not married, Harvey Weinstein? He's married to a gorgeous yeah, got clothing designer. Kids. Is he still? No, she left him okay. immediately. Good, good girl. But well, she left him. I don't know if the divorce is final, but yeah, she's gone. Oh, okay, oh, she's gone, but yeah. she's out. But. But well, I, I was confusing two issues. He also told him about Matt Lauer uh, involving this book. The, uh, the story in the New Yorker was two years ago about Weinstein, and that started the Me Too scandal. But this book was passed on to NBC, and they didn't do anything about it. They, you know, they, they said Lauer's gone, and he said she said, and that was the end of that. And it just makes them look bad. Well, you know, the guy was, at the time of uh, him getting fired, he was making $21 million a week. I mean, a year, rather. $21 million. That's, I mean, he was their star, like you said, though. He's carrying the ratings. Yeah, he ruined they lose yeah, a lot of yeah, advertising uh, money. And not, now I understand he's driving an Uber. Is that true? <laughs> no, that's not true. He's a Lyft driver now. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, 
sold his house out in the Hamptons, I know, right? John yeah, that, that's yeah, years. that's it's closing out. Uh, they have a, a horse ranch out there also that the wife is living on and taking care of. She's a breeder and trainer. I don't know and that much this? about her out there. And then they have another one, I think, in New Zealand or somewhere else. Oh, right, yeah. And then they have an apartment in New York that they're unloading for like seven million. But, um, I mean, he's not hurting. But, you know, as, as I mentioned a couple of times, to me, what I, no one ever looks into the families, the kids of all these guys that are these Me Too and all these rapists that are being accused rapists. Where do their kids go now? Like, Matt Lauda has three kids. I can't even imagine. Well, I just, I just heard uh, from sources, I don't know whether they're, they have accurate information, not that that Matt Lauer's kids are changing their last name. Are they really? I would. That's what uh, I heard. I don't, yeah, right? I don't. It's, a, it's, it's a very, very strong rumor. I would, because they're going to be, well, I mean, they're going to have to change their names, change schools, move out of state, get plastic surgery. I mean, everybody's going to know a lot who they involved. are. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I don't as, know, as because get, those kids are not old. photographed that much. But I mean, yeah. why don't they take their mother's name? Which well, is probably what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that says a lot about how they're rock, feeling. A rock or something like that? What's your listening? I, I, I forgot. Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, it's R-O-Q-U-E. How's that pronounced? Roque, I think. Roque? Yeah, yeah. Roque? Oh. yeah, I think she's French to begin with. Okay. Oh, for, for, for a second there, I thought you were going to tell me they were going to change the name to Al, uh, Al uh, Roker. But no, <laughs> Al <not>. Roker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the raisinette. Yeah. And all, that's going to be a whole other scandal. But yeah, but I, I, I don't know how I, he gets I, away I, with life, that guy. I mean, talk Al about, Roker? Oh, my God. I, oh, I can't say anything. Well, I'll get sued, but... You don't. I, 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 don't I, I feel like, like you said, Gianni, I mean, I feel really, really sorry for these kids. I do, too. I can't even... It must mean, be the I, most I, horrifying I, thing and, to go through. And, you know... That, and it, and, isn't even, it isn't even the pressure and the bullying from the kids they go to school with, but how do you look at your father in the yeah, face? I think it's just... Yeah, and I see him, I mean, I see him around the Hamptons. They're out for coffee, and, I mean, he's trying to probably mend it. But how, I mean, I mean, I, my father was a philanderer. But the thing is, one person, two persons, you know, but this is national television. What my father was doing was in the 50s. And it's also Nobody just a horrific it. act in you know, general. Things were dying down. He was, he was... He, uh, Matt Lauer gave a couple of interviews and he was, uh, he's been seen around the Hamptons. He's been seen with his family. He's been socializing. And then this rape allegation hits. Right. Now he's gone again. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, you know, I mean, he's, it's, it's, he's, it's, uh, he's uh, out of circulation. I mean, how do you show your face? I mean, it's, uh, and she's not, apparently she's the, the victim, the alleged victim is not looking for money. Uh, she just wants a story told. That's it. Well, mm. I mean, they're, they're probably, I mean, if, if it pans out, it's got to be worth something to her. Why would she, like you said, why would she do it now? After all well, because, uh, you know, and with, with good reason, she said she wants a story told. She wants other women to come forward. I mean, when, when the Bill, Bill Cosby fiasco happened, he had one or two, then three uh, women come forward, and all of a sudden the floodgates opened mm. because the 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 victims... Uh, knew there was uh, strength in numbers, 
And I saw there was a cover on Time Magazine of all his victims who took up the entire cover. I mean, it's like a hundred people. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, so I think that's her uh, motivation. She seems like a decent person. I mean. And in a lot of cases, it takes uh, time for, for women to come out about what the they've strength, experienced. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's interesting to me, this kid, now that I've done some research on him, and uh, I've, I've met him once or twice many, many years ago, but... Uh, I'm wondering why hasn't he ever written a story about his stepfather? Woody Allen. Woody Allen now is basically married to his stepsister. Is he still ma- stepdaughter? Stepdaughter, rather. He's still well, married no, I'm to talking her? about yeah. Arrow's stepsister. Arrow's stepsister, correct, yes. Sonny. No, but uh, Ronan Farrell has championed his sister's cause. His, his, uh, his sister, is, uh, I believe she's younger, a few years younger, had made allegations against Woody Allen for years, and the only person that stood by her was Ronan Farrow. Wow. But why I would mean, she uh, go and marry him? He, he fought tooth and nail for her, backed her. Uh, now I understand he's, uh, he's, he's asking her to move on. Nothing's going to happen, and you can't carry around this bitterness for the rest of your life, and I would agree with that, too. Nothing's going anywhere. I mean, the statute of limitations has expired, and unless some other victims come forward, no one has. Uh, you know, his attitude now with, with his sister is for your mental health. Walk away from this now. But when she had first made the allegations, he supported her all the way. Oh, you're kidding. I, I, I mean, I never followed this, and it's never really been in the news as it is now in the last four or five years. Yeah. No, he was he championed her cause for years. And now he's telling you how to give it up, and I think that's the right thing to do. But I mean, you're just going to beat your head against the wall, drive yourself crazy trying to convince people that you were assaulted. You know you were assaulted. No, but the bottom line is, happen. are we talking about the same girl he married? No. His daughter, uh, 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 one of Mia Farrow's kids. Oh. A real kid? Not, yeah. Not, yeah. Not an adopted one? No, I don't know whether we got adopted or what, but she was a, a young child. When uh, she's alleging that Woody Allen assaulted her, I don't know how, how many kids she has. She has she has like a tribe over there, right? I don't know. I mean, I, she's I got get, a lot of adopted kids. Anyway, the the, the I get the point confused with no how Angie and Joe Lee with all these kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, but I, my, no, my, my original statement was the daughter, his his stepsister, who was Woody Allen's daughter at the time, is now his wife. Oh yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, Sun Sun Yi. Yeah, it's, uh, but no, that's not the one. It's, it's one of Ron Farrell's sisters that have been making this allegation for years. Uh, but there hasn't been any other allegations by anybody else. But I, I thought so, I, if people, you, I, I thought if you, you know, people think she's telling the truth, and people boycott Woody Allen, and they don't want to go to his movies, and yet he doesn't care. Mm. You know, yeah, he, he just doesn't care. He's still he's, he's still pumping them out. In fact, I saw his latest movie, uh, Wonder Wheel. Right. Have you heard of this? No. Really, really good. Really? And I'm not a big Woody Allen fan, but this was a really well-written, well-put-together drama that takes place in Coney Island in the 1950s. And he did a hell of a job. Mm. A really good movie. Uh, but did it go anywhere? It went straight to Netflix, <laughs> which is where oh, I saw Oh, yeah. It. No, see, to me, and you're talking about boycotting, I mean, this just happened a couple of weeks ago. My friend Don, Donna Soloway, was having her annual big birthday party that she had. And I, I always assist her in any way I can. And she called me and she said, I'm going to take over the Carlisle Hotel on a Monday night. 
And Woody Allen does his jazz night then, as you can count me out. Yeah, please. She said, what? I said, I'm not going. She said, what are you talking about? Why wouldn't you go to my party after all these years? I said, you just said Woody Allen is performing? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, support this guy in anything he did. So on the only reason I'm bringing that up, I can't even believe people are even going to see his movies yet. I mean, there's too many fathers as the way I think. I mean, that's a sick situation, man. Well, apparently uh, he put this movie out in limited release and it got very good reviews. But as you say, nobody's going to see his films. And he made a deal with uh, Netflix and now it's on Netflix. Mm. Wow. You know what I mean? Uh, and he says, I'm, I'm not stopping either. In fact, he's in the process of producing another movie now and, and somewhere in Europe. I don't think he, he can operate well in the United States anymore. But he, he's got an ensemble cast of, of actors that he uses over and over again for the well, most part. But in this movie, uh, Justin Timberlake was in it. Uh, the guy... Uh, See, that's uh, another thing. Why didn't the A-list movie stars boycott him too? Innocent or proven guilty. Excuse me. Some, some, some don't care, and others do care. But I'm talking I mean, about you, you right, Justin Timley has young kids and a gorgeous well, who wife. Was one, who was the, I, I can't remember the actress's name, but the one who, uh, the actress who was in Titanic opposite Leo. Oh. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? She was yes, in Why the can't Leo. I think of yeah. her name? And what a great, great. Meg, uh, Megan, look uh, up her name. Part she took. But what, right. what I want to talk to you about now, in that same vein, look at Roman Polanski. He was he exiled himself. He, he stole a warrant out for him in, in California. That's over thirty years ago, and he had mm-hmm. sex, yeah. a sex with a little girl. He ain't making any yeah. movies anyway, and he's a great director and producer. Why why but why he, are they know, supporting he, Woody Allen and nobody there. else? He almost came back last year. There was going to be a deal where he would come back to California and face the music. And, you know, it's prearranged. It was a plea bargain, as there are in many cases. And it fell through. And he, he never came back, obviously. Well, he I'm going to tell you where why. Is he, go, by the way? Uh, I, 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 something? No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's in, um, oh, I forgot where it is. Not Switzerland. Something, some area like that. But I know about that case particularly because the people that were bringing him back, they were going to do a plea deal. And the fact that he was exiled all this time, they were taking that into consideration. And all he would have to do is register as a sex offender. Mm. That was the only thing? He'd do no time? No time because it was time where he's been persecuted, living away from his high life in Hollywood. And that's why the yes, deal. Yes, living a high life in Europe. Yeah. So what did he like about that that deal? I mean, the judge the turned fact it down. He's labeled a sex offender. He's labeled a sex offender now, not legally. But the but judge, the judge turned down the plea bargain deal that they made. Well, he could have come back to the states just, to, and he would have been a registered sex offender. Big deal. I would have come back if you if you want to come back to the states. Apparently, he does. No, no. But what I'm telling you, when it was time yeah. to go before the judge to accept, you know, the, the defendant yeah. and the plaintiff. The judge turned it down. He said, I'm not taking this. Oh, as- the judge turned it down. I thought Polanski turned no, it down. No, the judge turned it down. That, no, I'm saying that's why it didn't come through. Mm. That's why oh, it didn't okay. come back. Right. No, but I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's so crazy when you think of these. I mean, it's been going on, as we said, 
The casting couch in Hollywood has always been there. And it's uh, most people have made their careers because of casting couches. So what does that mean when people talk about casting couches? What does that mean exactly? It's a couch in a producer's office, and you, and have, to, you have to have sex perform with the producer on it. before you get the Okay, because I've heard that term before, but I never knew specifically what it well, meant. That's what but it I means. kind of thought they it alluded the couch to that. In office. It's a euphemism, it's so always, you have to have... Oh, it's actually, you're not going to get the. Point. It was like an unwritten thing about casting couches. Yeah, and even agents would warn pretty young ladies, you know, you may have an opportunity where you're going to have to perform. So I'm ready to perform. No, but on his casting couch, mm. without yeah. saying what it was about, it, it may yeah, not that's be. That's what a part. That's, yeah, yeah. It, it happened that's to me. I told you, May West. I was up for my second big movie. My agent was Jack Gelati, who just passed on, unfortunately. Great agent. And uh, he was married to Annette Funicello. Mm. And this guy was a heavyweight for years until he died. And my second film was going to be a film called Myra Breckenridge, uh, starring Mae West and Michael Sarn, a great English director. And they wanted me to come in. So I get my agent calls me, says, you, you have a meeting tonight. I mean, a meeting tomorrow at 8 o'clock. I said, so we're early in the morning? I don't get up early. He says, no, 8 p.m. <laughs> so then I said, why is it so late? He, he said, <laughs> May, happy, yeah, May West doesn't take early meetings. I said, I like her already. <laughs> I go to 20th Century Fox lot. We got to drive on, fortunately. I go back into the back where the villas are, and there's a, a beautiful bungalow. A lot of people had their offices back. There was a great way to live. And being at work, and I go in, it's all pink lit, and it's really all fluffy with great, you know, sh uh, sheer drapes and all of this. Mm -hmm. And there is Mae West sitting like a blue. How old was she at the time, do you think? Oh my God, too old. <laughs> I don't even know, but, but she, I'm saying, but you know, she had to be, she had, what year was this? Like, How old is too oh my old? God. Well, I had to be 74, 75, right after The Godfather. Okay. Okay, so she had to be in her 70s. Yeah. 70s. Yeah. yeah. But you know, and, and, and Pat explained to Megan, Mae West was a sex symbol. Yeah, I don't know she a lot about Mae West. Symbol. Yeah. She was the original? She, was, she, made, she made famous, uh, come up and see me sometime. Uh, that, 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 was her, that was her catchphrase. She was, she was all about sex. She, was, she flaunted at it. She... Uh, Everybody, I tell you, I mean, could she act? I, you know, she made these, she played the same role every time she played a role. But she was still uh, uh, partying it up into her 80s. I mean, with uh, low-cut dresses. And young uh, guys, you all know. the young guys all the time. Another, yeah, she, always had, she always had young men with her. Hmm. Another famous line of her, I always liked, she said, are you happy to see me? Is that a banana in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> well, just happy to see I've heard that right. so many times that that's, you know, in like started, campy ways on TV shows, stuff like that. So that's so funny that, that it came from her. She's the one that started all wow. of that. And what year was that? Oh, I knew what her. decade? Uh, 2030s, maybe. I don't no know. way. Was oh, that early? From, from the 1920s, she started. Wow. She was busted. She was busted numerous times for obscenities. <laughs> you know, there was no, uh, you know, it, you you could practically do anything and get locked up for uh, for an obscenity. I mean, uh, right. So uh, she was arrested constantly, and she was she was a sex bomb until the day she died. I think she was eighty four, and she was still pushing herself. Oh my gosh! 
No, but so in yeah, this I knew movie, her security guy. There was a guy that guarded her. His name was Roy Brown. He's uh, he was a young man then, and he uh, he was uh, on the LAPD at the time, and he was uh, he would bodyguard her off duty, mm-hmm. and he still talks about it. He's living in Canada now. He does he does some of my work. He's a good source of mine. He's a great guy. But I'll tell you some May West stories will curl your hair, man. Just, she was unbelievable. Orgies oh, with young guys. Oh no, she was and she paid them too. They come in. You know, they yep. all they hey. all fought. That's here that's a great definition of a casting couch. All these young actor boy actors, they'd come in and she'd have the way with them. So just, then what happened with you? I wasn't going for it. What happened with me, I'll tell you the story. Yeah, keep going. So now they're discussing, as they would a normal thing, with the director and the lead actress. And she said, we're going to have uh, you know, s- scenes that will interact. She said to me, how do you feel about nudity? I said, if it's in the storyline, I have no problem with nudity. So she looked at Michael, and Michael looked Michael Sarn, the director. Right. And she said, well, can we see your body now? I said, are you kidding me? And she's, why, big boy? You know, that's how she talks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I come said, up and see me yeah. sometime. I said, oh. I'm out of here. I wasn't off the <laughs> lot. I wasn't off the car lot. And Jack Gelati is calling me, saying, what did you do? You walked out of the meeting. I said, yeah. He said, I don't know if you'll ever work again. I said, I don't need to work again, first of all. I like being what I do as an actor. Mm-hmm. But you think I'm going to get changed in front of these two people tonight and be nude for her and this other fagler that's out of london he went crazy oh my but gosh it was a big movie in fact uh tony bennett had the lead song in, in that i uh, think it was called when jo- when joanna loved me or something like that tony, uh, what tony, movie was it uh myra breckenridge myra breckenridge it was a big movie big movie i think that was the last that was the last movie not that she you know, she she made a lot of movies, but she always played herself. Uh, she was uh, an owner of a nightclub. She, you know, that type of. She always getting arrested, fighting okay. with cops, yeah, and having young men around. Uh, check her out, Megan, when you have a chance. A lot oh of yeah, I definitely need to. Are. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's going to be so sad. What? When you check her out, and as Pat said, she was considered the first sex symbol in motion pictures. I'm talking about. She set the way for uh, people that you know. Most people won't even know Jane Mansfield and right. um, oh, she's uh, I know some, Jane some, Mansfield. That's I guess the only one. But picture Jane Mansfield. Okay, twenty years older. Oh. That's who this lady was. <laughs> Big head of blonde hair. And she she had she she had she had hair higher than the Pope's hat. Right. I mean, she was. I mean, frizzy <laughs> piled up on. A, I mean, it's. No, I mean, but you know, I mean, she she knew she was a character of herself, but that's how that's how her fame was created. She she was playing the part of Mae West. Was, uh, <laughs> in fact, when you know, uh, uh, in the army, if you were in an airborne unit, you know, jumping out of planes, paratroopers, if you had a malfunction in your chute, uh, one of the uh, malfunctions was one of the shroud lines, the things that attach the parachute to the person who was attached to the parachute, mm-hmm. these long lines, if they went over the chute, it was a, it was a malfunction. And it, would, it, it looked like two huge breasts. And that was known as a Mae West. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In the, in the, in the yeah, Air Force? Uh, in the Army? Yeah. That was, uh, that they was they actually used West. the terminology. I love it. 
That's what they call a Mae West malfunction. In fact, a uh, it went further than that to a life preserver. If you were on a ship and you had to go into a lifeboat, the life preserver you wore was called a Mae West. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Because it made your chest but... huge. You know? right. and it, it, brother, these were the days before uh, cosmetic surgery. This was either all her or a lot of tissue paper. I'll never know. But <laughs> uh, she, was, she was very buxom and huge. It was a big woman. <laughs> Maybe she found a different use for balloons. Who knows? But Maybe. Anyway, I mean... No, uh, she was... In fact, I remember when I walked in there, there was only one way I could describe it. It was a, a mental picture. My grandmother had this lampshade was all this pink chiffon. Uh-huh. That's what she looked like. <laughs> she looked like a lampshade. <laughs> Sitting it looked there. like your grandmother's lampshade. Now, what a great description. I'm going to use great. that in one of my books. Well, uh, I mean, I like it's, a, it's a great visual. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, I mean, it's, it's so crazy. But to get back to what's been going on for years in the business, I still don't understand because now this kid, I mean, what's uh, Catch and Kill, isn't it? The name of the book? Vernon Farrell's, yeah. 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 He was in the thick of it when you start thinking of his childhood, mm-hmm. I mean, his mother was married to Sinatra. I don't know what she saw leaving Sinatra and going Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. But did Woody Allen, Does do, do we know, if did, was Woody Allen involved with Rosemary's Baby? Was that one of his big movies? Was that, that was no. her claim no, to that fame. Was not, no, that was not his movie. That was not oh, his okay. Movie. Uh, but the guys, the guy who, Directed that movie just passed away, and I'll think of his name probably three o'clock this morning. I'll call you up, you know, okay. wake you up. We'll have our uh, audience no, stand by. <laughs> <laughs> that that was shot in the in the uh, uh, Dakota on Seventy Second Street, right? And uh, and that's when they, you know West. Sinatra. Why I'm bringing it up? Sinatra was in Jilly's every night on Fifty Second Street, being here at her side during shooting. So she'd come in late at night, or she'd meet us at PJ Clark's. On Third and Fiftieth Street, a great hamburger place would open yeah. twenty four hours a day. But she was Still always there. around, and when we'd see her, you know, and we, st- you know, and we started watching the transition of Sinatra too, turning into a person. I guess she was trying to make him into, and she was extremely jealous of the guy. But I could never; nobody could understand. You know, uh, even Dean. <laughs> used to say, is he with the three-year-old tonight? <laughs> Dean Martin? <Yeah. laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, he, he, he started to dress really strange. I used to see pictures of him in the paper with neck scarves and tie-dye like, jeans. He was doing jean outfits. I mean, no way. Sinatra, Sinatra dressed elegantly. You know Constantly. I mean? he, hey, all of well, them, he was always classic. He was very classy. All of them, I'm going to tell you who their tailor was. He's one of my closest friends. I that. He worked for Cy DeVore. And he's still my friend, Dino Cerdo. Hmm. And he's, he's opening a new store as we speak. Really? Yep. Cerdo's a, 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 a Dino Conti. On he makes custom Sunset. suits, Johnny? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, if he could afford them. His shoes are $7,500 a pair. Oh, never mind. No, thanks. No, <laughs> no but why I'm saying it. Can you, can, you, can you only buy one? You know, <laughs> yeah, right. You can buy a heel and slowly pay it off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can buy that. Get a piece by piece. No, but side of war addressed everybody in that era. I mean, you name Bing Cosby, everybody. And, and people went to them, like young stars mm. would go. I, I remember, what's the name? Um, J.R., Robert Wagner. Okay. He yeah. went there because Sinatra and all of them dressed there. 
And then they all went to Nat Weiss, who was their shirt maker. Mm. And it was a whole thing. Then so what the hell happened to him? All of a sudden, he goes from dressing elegantly to looking like uh, an, a, a zombie teenager. <laughs> it makes no sense. My grandfather, Why did he do that? My grandfather had the greatest terminology, and it's not that much off color. And he told me that a, you'll learn that a pubic hair can pull a Sherman tank. There you go. That's the answer. That's All the right, answer. All right, Sorry, I don't know yeah. what that was about. I mean, everybody yep. in the industry was laughing because they, they didn't know what was yeah, going looked, on with him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he looked ridiculous. Hmm. That's crazy. So what? how else can we beat this up? No. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, the guy. But the for him to come out now, he he wins the Pulitzer Prize. That's amazing. It is. You didn't catch that. Yeah, he's a. He's I said a, Pulitzer well, I Surprise. <laughs> did you say the Pulitzer Surprise? Surprise. I didn't catch that. I don't know how I did. I just wanted to make sure you were listening. <laughs> he, yeah, Megan, it's going to be a test. Pay of course, I'm listening. <laughs> okay, there's. Uh, yeah, he won the Pulitzer Prize for journalism. The young man, he won it like he was 24 years old. Yeah. But, he, you know, what they look for is something, what the Pulitzer Prize Committee looks for is something that changes or has an impact on society. And you and can't get any did. bigger than this Me Too movement. I mean, it, it changed a lot, not only the movie industry, but everything when it comes to uh, uh, women and power and lack of power. And he did it. Yeah. I mean, the, the Pulitzer Prize is a big deal. Oh, and when I found that out, my hat was off to the kid. I mean, I, I didn't respect him in any way. I don't read his stuff to begin with. But the thing, when you win that, and I, I know what that, as you pointed out, what that award is for, and this kid got it so early on with, yeah. with something that is so valuable to change mankind, basically, uh, women will not be bullied anymore. And they, I'm glad they're oh. standing up for it yeah, in, in so many yeah. areas. Right. It's power in numbers. Yeah. You know? yeah. So he started it all. Well, good for him. You, know, you, you got to give him credit. And, uh, and, he, and he, he looks just like his daddy, man. Oh, my God. Every, yeah. every day. Scary. Every day. Have, have, you, have you seen him, Megan? Have you seen a picture of Ronan Farrell? I have, yeah. I watched an interview of his on CNN. He looks like Sinatra at his age. But it is reported uh, that his father is Woody Allen, so that's an interesting uh, well, I don't know. dynamic no, there. No, I, I don't have that. We know. How could that be? <laughs> but anyway. I mean, that's what the... Yeah, I mean, he looks just like Sinatra. I'm, I mean, there's no... Believe there's, me, I know Frank in every, no every age phase. Don't forget, I met Sinatra in the 50s, so right. he was still a very young, good-looking guy. Mm. Well, with that said, I think we should go to the mailbag. All right. Let's move on. Let's do that. So first, I want to share an iTunes review that we had. Um, there wasn't a name. But this person says, Mr. Russo, I just listened to your interview on YouTube, Why the Italian Mafia Hated the Godfather Movie on Valuetainment. Due to your character and openness, I ordered two copies of your book for my sons. Always a fan and admirer. Well, who's that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. He never gave a name? No, it was just an iTunes review. So usually it's like a little nickname or something. But yeah. Thank you. Nice review. Yeah, Yeah. it was very nice. All right, next one was a comment on YouTube. Um, It was a video of you, and this was from a guy named Wayne. And Wayne says, I worked for Gianni as a kid at State Street in Las Vegas. I can tell you he is not full of crap like you may think. 
He's a great person. <laughs> Isn't that great? That. <laughs> he was a great person and was part of an organization at the time that most would not believe. Many, many of your mobsters hung out at State Street. I remember Anthony Spilatra very well and became his friend before the end of his life. I won't say names, but I can tell you that, yes, he was friends with Frank Sinatra and also met as a kid, who I also met as a kid and many others. So this guy's backing you up that you got, you got real stories here. <laughs> What's his name? Wayne. 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 Yeah. He oh, said you had that, so many employees there. No, I can't expect you to, crazy. to remember this guy. He said, you remember used this to, guy? he said he used to call him the Dalton gang because he had two brothers, Paul, Wayne, and Tom. Oh, they were my musicians. Well, I think that they would be in your crowd maybe. and they. No, they were my, I, one thing about me, I may be old, but my memory is really? amazing. They were a trio. The three brothers were a trio for years for me. I love these kids. They're really nice kids. Huh. Oh, the, not only that, talking about them, they backed, like, Engelbert Humperdinck would come in and do numbers. Oh, really? Sinatra would get on stage. Eddie Murphy did 35 minutes in my club one night, and they were getting ready to leave, and the waiter came over and said, Mr. Russo didn't pay their check. I used to go and tell him, go pay the check. So Eddie Murphy, and he's still around, he's very close to me, not mm -hmm. close, but we're friends. Right. His brother came to me and said, you, you're giving us a check? Mm. My brother just did 35 minutes here. I said, excuse me, I didn't tell him to get up there. Pay your check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, I mean, your place was, it was lousy with celebrities. If you're going to give every celebrity I know. a break, yeah. you'd have been freaking broke. Yeah. I mean, it would go under. You know? No, it was a, yeah. well, I don't know about that. No, <laughs> I don't get ahead of casino next door. All right, all no, right. But anyway, but, uh, all no, right. but a lot yeah, of, get the point. A, a lot of celebrities <laughs> came there, and they he, they were the only ones. But he actually did, I remember it was after a major prize fight, because every celebrity would come in for the prize fighters, and then I was the only one serving gourmet food and that entertainment till six in the morning. So everybody came in there, and it was mm. a, a, a great place to be but uh he thought because his brother did 35 minutes stand up he was walking hello nope <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who you're dealing with eddie yeah no <laughs> all right so next one is from kevin for gianni kevin says just wondering if you could talk about some of the movie or tv parts that you auditioned for but did not get and as to why you may have be been beaten out uh, to the part you know, I like talking about this for one reason. One of my closest friends that I got to know while he was on the job in Chicago, his name was Dennis Farina, and we knew him because I was in Chicago so much, especially downtown around the Palmer House and Mr. Kelly's. And one night he mentioned that, I'm going to drama school. And we all looked at him and said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for, for the people who, who don't know the term on the job, it means he was a Chicago police officer. Right. So, was, yeah, I'm sorry. I take for granted everybody's from the neighborhood. <laughs> no, but he was on the job in the Chicago Police Department. Next thing, he is in my club in Vegas, State Street, doing a TV show starring in the TV show. Well, Vegas. And then Dennis Farina on so many things. Uh, Midnight Run. I was up for Midnight Run. Great movie. He was on Law and Order for a while, too. Yeah, he, that was after that was his last role. That was after his movie career. But this guy talking about parts that I was up for and getting beaten out of. 
Pulp Fiction, Midnight Run, all by Dennis Farina. Oh, that's funny. And I remember me and Mr. Kelly saying, where's this guy going? But it's very similar to talking about Jack Gelati, talking mm-hmm. about how this business, you never know. Jack Gelati one time asked me to do a favor. He says, some people are in, the guy's Mr. Universe or something. He wants to talk to you. He knows you from The Godfather. So I said, all right, tell him I'll be in the neighborhood of Buffalo Hills at Opustayo. Come by. So this guy comes in with a, another guy works out with him. They were like two gorillas. <laughs> and uh, he sits down and he says, hey, I'm uh, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I said, what's your name? Schwarzenegger. I said, well, I'm, uh, Mr. Gelati told me you want to be an actor. Yeah, I'm going to be an actor. Oh, my gosh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Look at this guy where he went. Then he became governor, and he never let me forget it because I was teasing him. I said, are you going to go to diction classes? Diction, what's the matter with my voice? (laughs) What's the matter with how I speak? I said, okay. That's funny. You never know. But Dennis, and you know, it's tragedy. Hmm. I got to know him so well. He used to go to Scott and Nutella all the time and call me, come by, you know, because I live in the neighborhood. Mm Mm-hmm. And he left that night, went home and had a heart attack and died. Oh, my. A young guy. At the Fairly top. young guy, too. He's just in his late 50s, right? Yeah, top oh, of geez, his career. that is young. Yeah. yeah. Great Crazy. question. Yeah. And, and, and a nice reminiscing because he deserved every role he got. He was a great actor. Right. So did you ever really yeah, audition yeah. for parts or were you more approached about No, no. They, when, you, yeah, they, what happens with directors on big parts? Uh-huh. They'll have it down to four or five people. I can go cattle calls. Mm. And it was a significant part. I already had credits. But they wanted to see you do the role. They want you to do the dialogue. They want to make sure. So, yes, it's an audition, but it's not an audition like most people think. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I understand. Because I had a reel. What they call you have a reel. Right. Uh, yeah, I see. And for the people who don't know what that is, certain scenes some great movies, I would submit that to get in the door. If they didn't make me an offer, they said, well, we were down to two. Would you come in and do some lines? Why wouldn't you go? Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right, so the next one is from David for all of us. David asks, if you could meet one person dead or alive that you've never met, who would it be? That's well, tough for you guys because you've met a lot of people. Nope, not anymore. No? Uh, if, I, if I can go first, you guys can think. Go ahead. Winston Churchill. Oh, okay. interesting. Winston Churchill. The, I... I can't tell you how many bios I, I read on this guy. I saw the movie, but you know, a lot of people did. But this guy in modern history, I think he was one of the greatest living humans. I mean, he he saved Western Europe. Uh, I mean, his own people wouldn't listen to him, and he, he fought and fought and fought. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he didn't give Hitler a break. This guy was 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 a great great person, and I would like to sit down and talk to him. Perhaps have a cocktail. This guy was never without a drink and a cigar. <laughs> well, that I knew all the time about him. But I, knew, I really, I was never into politics. All my politics were controlled by a guy called Frank Costello in, in the Tammany House. And that's, I always thought politicians were corrupt. Because <laughs> all my friends were corrupting them. <laughs> Gee, you think? Oh, that's yeah. funny. So how, how about you, Johnny? Who would you want to sit down with? My, mine is a, a world known person and I'm and nothing would please me more than to sit down and talk to Jesus. Wow. That is a good one. I mean, here's a guy who gave up his life at thirty three for what he believed. 
in the most horrendous way in the world to die on the cross. I mean, I, I really, I mean, and or with my whole knowledge, as most people are theologians. And, you know, I've talked to, I've been friends with three popes and spent a lot of time at the Vatican. But when you think of the billions of people mm-hmm. that believe this story, as I do, right. and, and worship it, I really want to meet this guy. <laughs> you know, well, well I, I tell you, since that can't happen, I know there's a guy named uh, Jesus who owns a bodega in the Bronx. <laughs> would, would that do? No. No? Maybe okay. you will meet him okay. someday. Okay. Oh, I know. probably will meet him. You never know. I, the yeah, closest... So you, the closest I'm surprised you don't know him already. You know everybody else. Yeah. No, but the funniest thing, the closest thing and uh, to say, but I already met the guy, the question was who I didn't meet, mm. was John Paul II. Mm, right. And who now is a saint... And I remember when we were—he asked me advice, believe it or not. We were in Rome, and they were trying to restructure the church. And he said, how can we get people back? I said, well, the laws are antiquated, like me. I said, I have divorces. I have children out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. If I had to follow the law, I'm not allowed to see, receive the sacrament. And I get it every Sunday. Right. And I only confess to God anymore. I don't confess to anybody else. Right. He said, it's my understanding you— took a couple of people's lives. Mm. I suggest your your eminency, whatever it was. Mm. And I, I called him Your Honor. <laughs> your Honor? I used to call him Your You're Honor. You're so used to talking to judges now? Yeah. No, so I said, understand this. I'm such a Catholic, <laughs> and I'm a believer, as you know. And I'm, I'm, and he said, yeah, but how do you justify that? I said, well, as a true disciple of the Bible, I was doing God's work. He said, how do you figure that I said, everybody I took out was either a pedophile or a drug dealer, and he never asked me another question. Yes, it was justified. Well, not only that, it was, it was, bottom line, it was all self-defense. Otherwise, that is true. Oh, oh yeah, yeah no, it was all self-defense. I mean, no. You know, there, there were grand juries that said self-defense, and, you know, and that's what counts. Yeah. That is. Thank God. You had to do what you had to do. But you know, yeah. it's even funny, though, knowing the law and knowing who I am, there was two cases that went to a grand jury even that, you know, that during that inquest time is very spooky mm. whether you're going to go on trial or not. Oh, I bet. Yeah, but uh, anyway. How, who would you like to meet, Megan? Um, anything I'm going to say is going to sound juvenile after that one. Why? But I well, am reading. No, what was that? No, go ahead. Okay, so I'm currently reading a memoir by Julie Andrews, who was one of my favorite actresses growing I up. I happen to know her. You, I've never even asked about that. You should have. You I, know her. husband. They were on, they were on 20th I Century Fox Live forever. Yeah, so I was obsessed. The Sound of Music was oh my, my God, favorite movie, Mary Poppins. I used right. to watch it a million times. So I'm reading her memoir now because it just came out just came this out. month. In fact, I saw it in Barnes & Noble. Yeah. I have to say this to boast our book. Some friends of mine from Australia were here the other night. Mm-hmm. And they asked me if I can get them some books. And I don't have any more books. <laughs> so I, I do I do my three or four mile walk. I went to the Fifth Avenue Barnes & Noble. Did you? And I went in. And I was taken back by the manager. He said, Mr. Russo. Uh-huh. I said, yeah. I said, uh, do you have my book? I'm here to buy my own book. <laughs> and, oh, no, I said, have people. He said, I wish I could. We just sold the last one. We ordered it again. Oh, no way. Which, Pat, I mean... St. Ron's Press has to be saying, uh, for the uh, people who've been living in a cave, our book called Hollywood Godfather, 
my life in the movie and the mob, and Pat, obviously my co-author, the book is still selling. And it's selling well. Yeah. So I want to thank all our our listeners about that. That's our recent royalty check will attest to. Yes, absolutely. So yes, to conclude, Julie Andrews would be mine. (laughs) And she's still alive. And she's still alive, so maybe that can happen. I can arrange that. No way. Are you kidding? Don't even. (laughs) Why why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't you do that? I think... No, that, I'm that not saying nice. that. I'm just saying that's crazy. What was her husband? Her husband was a major director and producer. Yeah. Well, I haven't gotten to that part. I'm on the part of her original husband. No, but he Tony, Tony something. Talking about the bungalow where Mae West was, mm-hmm. her husband had a bungalow. And they gave these things. These were production offices, four or five room bungalows. Right. And he, he was there forever. Wow. He made major, major director. I think he directed her first, and they fell in love and got married. She never met, you know, both of them only had one wife. Oh, it was Blake Edwards. I knew it was Blake. Yeah, I knew Blake was the Blake first Edwards, name. Yeah. Blake Edwards, yeah. Okay. I was up for you a lot of things. You the movie. Yeah. It was right, funny. yes. Oh, yeah, I love those movies. Yeah. I remember, do you remember Peter Sellis at all? Did I meet him? No, do you remember him? Peter well, no, Sellis? Not, not anymore. No. Peter Sellis, during all these I didn't movies, know if it was someone you would introduce me to or not. No, 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 no. <laughs> Peter said the funniest line it ever had. This guy, I mean, this dog is going crazy barking, and it's on the street. And mm-hmm. the lady says, "Does your dog beat?" He says, "No, my dog does not beat." So she goes to pet the dog, and the dog bites her. She says, "I thought you said my dog don't beat." He says, "That's not my dog." <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love that joke. Oh my gosh! I know. Oh yeah, I just looked him up, but I, I don't. I didn't know him. With that, let's well. call it a close. I want to thank all of you for listening again. Time has come again. Here we are, closing out our hour. Please stay tuned. Keep telling your friends. Our audiences are growing leaps and bounds. We have some great announcements to make shortly that we will include you in you'll be part of the announcements of what's going on even with our book to the mm-hmm. next level um uh, a one-man play and a, a lot of things but we want to thank you on behalf of pat megan and i you're making us stars <laughs> and we love it have a good night everybody thank you guys good night, good night. thank you for tuning in to the hollywood godfather podcast my name is megan Horan. You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Picciarelli, or myself with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Regarding Gianni's motivational speaking appearances, you can visit his website, giannirusso.com. You can also visit amazon.com for a listing of books Patrick Picciarelli has written. Remember to follow us on Instagram at hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com as well as leave us a review on iTunes. We'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your emails and voicemails. Good night.